Welcome back to episode 17 of the Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, John. You know the other host, Jeff. Jeff, welcome back for a Friday show. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Um, exciting weekend for you, moving into a new place. And yeah, then, um, and then coming, up, coming up to Cincy next week. So I, I was thinking maybe we could do a live uh, episode where we're, we're, we're together for that. That might be possible. Yeah, we could do it right outside of Paul Brown Stadium. We'll, right we'll outside discuss, of Paul Brown. We'll discuss locations. Discuss, discuss locations, maybe get some T-shirts made in short, in short notice. We can ha- hand those out to some uh, – I'm 100% people. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would totally do yeah. that. We'll talk about cool. that. Um, yeah, yeah. First time listening, uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Jungle Pod. You can find us on any listening pa- platform as The Jungle Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube as The, uh, the Jungle Podcast, too. Um, so this week we're going to be doing, um, we're, we're going to get into a, a couple different, different formats on the upcoming episodes that we're talking about. Um, but they're going to be centering around lists. So this yep. week or today's list, um, is going to be top NFL running backs from 2000 to 2010. Um, and, yes. and I think in the next episode, we're going to do the same thing for receivers and then the following episodes do, uh, the same format, but for different time periods. And, and we're yep. playing with some different ideas on, uh, on how to get some, some engagement going here. Yeah. So if you have any ideas, please let us know. And a list, list, just to like confirm a list, we're we're ranking them, right? We're we're giving our top 10. Right. Yeah. They're, they're ranks. um, It's a lot of fun. You see these going on Instagram all the time. Um, Usually sparks some, some good debate and we want to know what you guys think about them. We'll probably have some controversial views and, and people on it, but look, these are, these are who we think. And, I'm excited to go through running backs uh, through 2000, 2010, because uh, there's a lot of good names that I don't necessarily some people think about, and um, that's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. So before yeah. we hop into that, though, um, just some quick news and notes. The, the biggest piece of news that I saw this week, um, the Major League Baseball had their draft, and the Reds yeah. were picking 12th overall. Um, we got a right fielder, a high school kid out of Pennsylvania, uh, Pittsburgh area, actually, named Austin Hendrick. Um, and the thing that's of note about him is we picked 12th. Um, and the guy that they had projected us to pick actually went second to the Orioles. Oh, wow. um, so basically we got a great value for this kid. Um, and the player comparison that they put up on MLB Network when he went up was Mike Trout. Reason being, he's got the fastest bat speed in the class. And it's like literally right on par with Mike Trout and the launch angle of his balls. He's got the best power in the, in the whole draft. A uh, little right fielder, Austin Hendrick. Uh, can't wait to see him in a couple years uh, in GABP. That's super exciting. How, how old is he? Do you know? Uh, so that was the only knock about it. He's 19. So he's a 19-year-old senior um, okay. in high school. Um, so a okay. little bit older than you know some other guys in the hey, class. Who cares? 17, but. Who cares? Yeah. He'll, he'll, yeah. He'll, 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 he'll 19 years old? Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's really exciting. Really exciting. Nice. Well, cool. It, it's also good to see that the MLB is moving forward. They're putting a draft together. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a good sign to hopefully start to start to play soon. So I like that. I like that. My, my one news story was, do you see that Reggie Bush? Welcome back. Yeah. Being, yeah, being reinstated to be affiliated with USC. And I kind of just like thought about this as a bunch of different ways you could go with it. Cause I was like, I was almost going to do like with our sexy, not sexy coming up and it's not sexy how they took everything away from them. Like, his Heisman Trophy, I know they gave it to was well, who was it? Vince Young? Did he come in sec- second that year? No, they gave guess, it to. I think they didn't actually give it to Vince. There just wasn't a winner that year. Uh, there just wasn't. I think that, I, I think I remember saying here and that they might have offered it to the second place person, but it's like, it's, come on. Yeah. 
every, everyone knows who, who won it. And just the fact that USC for these 10 years, like that they are, were disassociated with, with Reggie Bush, it's just ridiculous. So I'm excited to see that, like, finally that statute of 10 years is over. Um, I mean, we've talked about him several times on this podcast, one of the best college football players ever. So, um, you know, re- really excited to see him back, like being associated with, with USC. And I thought that was a, thought that yeah. was a cool, uh, cool moment. I wonder what his, what his take on it is. If he's like, screw you, or if he's like, screw it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd feel pretty bitter if I was him. Like you turn. Oh, I, I feel, yeah, I feel super bitter, but then it's like, okay, so are you mad at USC? Or are you just mad at the NCAA? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it all depends on how, like, the separation occurred. Right. You know, right. Um, framed it. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's just like, if you think of USC football, I mean, I know they've had unbelievable guys. Obviously, it's one of the, you know, best traditional schools in, in football. He's at least top three to think about of playing there. Yeah, him, O.J. Simpson. O.J., uh, Marcus Allen. I mean uh, – um, Carson you know, Palmer, Matt Paul, Palmer, Paul Amalu, but I put him in top three. He's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Heisman winner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, national champion winner. So, yeah. Good deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess going over some, some sexy, not sexy. Um, my sexy of the week, if you're a stand-up, uh, we actually talked about this guy uh, last episode. Dave Chappelle, uh, yeah. I believe last night, put out a free special on YouTube. Did you, did you see yeah. that? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I heard about it. I heard it's fantastic. I'm a huge stand-up comedian fan. Um, and I think Dave Chappelle is probably on the on, – if you were to do a Mount Rushmore of comics, I think he'd be on it. So um, I got to check it out. I love that he put it out free on YouTube. There's another comic, Andrew Schultz, who does the same thing. He was just on Joe Rogan's podcast earlier this week. And I think it's becoming bigger and bigger because they get to control the content there. You know what I mean? They're not uh, governed by Netflix or HBO or anything. I think right. it's pretty cool. To be able to be able to put that out, so I just that's think it's definitely cool a good just one. Giving a free one away, like you don't need. Yeah, exactly. Money. That's what's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's what awesome. My, so my sexy. I'm not sure if you saw this, and I'm actually not a big video gamer, but they put out the first look of NBA 2K21. Yeah, and dude, it looks like you're just watching. I mean, people have been saying it for a while, like graphics wise, like it looks like you're watching a game. This one. I legit saw, I was sc- scrolling through my Bleacher Report app, and I saw it, and it's like going, that Zion's like the guy that, that the, they put the ad out to. It's the sweat, I thought I was, the sweat on his I thought, I thought I was watching a Zion highlight. I mean, like yeah. a, le- a legit Zion highlight. It's just ridiculous how good they're making these games. It makes me want to get a system. I know you and I have talked about it. I know during the quarantine, you've kind of gamed a little bit more on, on PlayStation, and I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking about it, but it's like, I, I want to get it just so I can see that. Right. If you can't watch basketball, put that on a TV. You're not going to be able to tell the difference. Yeah, man. It did look you amazing. Know? All the games. Yeah. It's also an ad. I'm curious to see – yeah, I'm sure it's going to look better. Um, yeah. I just feel like these have gotten, like, so advanced. It's like, what more can you do? What without, else can like, you do? Without, like, putting a virtual headset on and, like, actually, like, seeing it around you. Like, yeah. the graphics are amazing. They've been amazing, though. Um, but, yeah, the oh. ads just look even better. I was reading yeah. about like the difference and like the water effects are better. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, dude, like, like think about the minds that they're hiring now to to put these games out. Guys that are able to just, you're right, you're, you're gonna be able to put on a headset and just sit and basically you're gonna think that you're in a game. Right. You know what I mean? No, it's, that, it's, that, it's that did look cool. Yeah. So that that was that was my sexy of the week. What, what what's your what's your not sexy? 
So I probably should have led with my sexy because the not sexy is kind of weird. Um, not weird. It's kind of sad. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's 73. His 28-year-old son um, was arrested yeah, for this. assault with a deadly weapon. I'm yeah. like, whoa. Um, I don't know. Just, like, throw your life away, buddy. Like, obviously, I don't know. I, I honestly, I couldn't find any not sexy. So I saw the story. I was like, that is not sexy. I'm just going to say, <laughs> well, look, I'm going to mention yeah. that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son just got indicted. Yeah. That is that that is a not sexy story. So yeah, I mean that's 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 true. <laughs> Hope, hopefully everything comes out okay on that. I'm a I'm a huge Cream of Gold Jabbar fan. So um, he's six seven. Oh. He's six seven, seven one hundred and eighty pounds on his uh, police booking. So he is definitely Cream of Gold Jabbar. He's definitely yeah, no kidding. String bean. That is a string bean tall guy. But yeah, you're right. What 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 are you doing as Cream of Gold Jabbar's son? That you got to have a deadly weapon on you. Stabbing um, yeah, stabbing someone. So. Well, you're right. That's a not sexy story. Mine kind of takes a little <laughs> bit different direction. And it's funny because I I've been, I was with you. I was thinking about this earlier this morning um, when I was having coffee and kind of like, what stories aren't sexy to me? And this starts off as a really awesome, sexy story. We haven't talked about it. Mike Tyson coming back to boxing sounds super exciting. Okay. Yep. But then they started talking about how like Tyson's Fury was offered the fight to fight. I don't want to see that. No. I don't want to see... Tyson Fury box Mike Tyson and it's a beat waste the shit for, out of It's him. a waste for both. For both of them. I'm sure Mike Tyson can swing that left and knock out just about 99% of the world, okay? But if yeah. he boxes Tyson Fury, he's arguably the best heavyweight on the planet right now, and it's a really, really good argument. I mean, I, he beat Deontay Wilder handily last time, last time they fought. Dude, like, come on, Mike. How old is he? 53 years old, I think. It, the fact that that was even floated out there, I think, is so not sexy. If you want to put together an exhibition match with Mike, put him in there for four rounds, see what he can do. I'm sure he can knock somebody out. You can watch Mike Tyson's Mike, first Mike 30 fights hurt. in four minutes. Exactly. That's my best. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, what, that's why, to me, it's like, don't even think – don't even talk about that. Um, so, hopefully, that was just kind of whatever, and it isn't. I know Tyson Fury said it's not going to happen. But the fact that anyone is even trying to promote that, yeah, I think is wrong. Tyson so. Fury burst Deontay Wilder's eardrum yeah. in their last fight. And you don't think he'll hurt Mike Tyson, like a 55-year-old man? He'll kill not him. To, not kill to mention him. Tyson Fury is six foot nine, and Mike yeah. Tyson is, what, 5'11", six, six feet tall? Yeah. Like, come on. You know, heavyweights are different, and Mike Tyson's not the same Mike Tyson. Yeah. I looked it up. It's, it's interesting. Mike went 37 and Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis was 6'7". It's not like he never fought uh, guys. But oh, no, I know. That was 20 years not, ago. Yeah, yeah, not when he was 53 years old. That yeah. was even longer than that. Like, yeah. I mean, Mike, won, Mike Tyson won the heavyweight title, I think, in 88 or 89. He started right. off 37-0. and 0. I mean, you can, you, can watch, you can watch his first 30 fights, and it'll take you 10 minutes to watch 30 fights on YouTube because he knocked everybody out so quick. You know what I mean? Which right. is awesome. But don't put him in there with Tyson Fury. So that's my not sexy of the week. I like it. Yeah. I should have just said packing is, like, my not sexy. Instead of like, yeah, because you're moving. That is not a, that. That is not sexy. That's a better one. Than calling out Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So sorry about that, Adam Jabbar. Uh, Abdul Jabbar. Um, hey, look, uh, well, Adam. We hope we hope everything works out, and whoever the victim was, hope everything works out. But let's, let's, let's we can leave it at that. Though. Moving on to football. <laughs> yeah. So, um, discussing our our NFL running back ranking. So, um, basically, just keep in mind this is for the 2000s decade. So 2000 2010. Yeah. Um, what we view as our top 10 running back rankings during that time. And 
this was a hard one, harder one than I thought uh, to put together because I'm going through each year like yardage wise, and like I still don't know. You know, like I'm still messing with them right now. Um, yeah. There's so many, and it's like, do you yeah. want the guy who had three good years or two good years? And it's such a a fickle you know position where like it, it changes year by year. There's also a couple that were really really good in the late '90s, and they came and had a couple good years in the 2000s. So it's like. Yeah. It, that's a that's a that's a prime example, right? And right. look, he, I'll, I'll just give it away. He, yes, he's on my list because of how good he was, I, and he's a Hall of Famer. Well, let's hop, let's hop right in the list because I don't have him. Um, yeah, okay, well, perfect. My, so, let's hop in. Um, go, go ahead and start with your number ten. I give you ten running backs better than Marshall Fox from 2000 2010, starting with number ten, okay. Tiki Barber. So Tiki Barber with the Giants. He balled out, and the, the thing about him, so he was, if you remember, year after year after year, I think the quarterback back then was Kerry Collins, if I'm yep. not mistaken, on those Giants teams. And he left the league at age 30, coming off an 1,800-yard season. Yeah. So he's one of those rare ones that left on top. Um, I mean, just like potential-wise, I think it, he's an easy name to forget, and he's one I didn't think of right away until I actually went back and looked at some of the numbers. Um, but Tiki Barber, you made my 10 spot. Look, man, uh, he's higher on my list. Really? So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I love Tiki Barber. He was so good with those Giants teams. Um, pretty much ran them until, we, you know, they got Brandon Jacobs and, and all that. But I, I love Tiki Barber. Um, left the game early, like you said. Um, so, yeah, I like that pick. We'll talk a little bit more about him cool. here in a little bit. So, so my, my number 10, I had a – this was actually probably the pick that I had the hardest time with was number 10 between two guys. And – I'm going to go ahead and just – I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to say Ricky Williams for my number at 10. 10? At 10. woo Yeah. The reason why I look at it – do you have him higher? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do? Okay. So, the reason, the reason why I don't have him higher is he obviously missed the season in 04, missed the season in 06. I, I know it's, you know, bullshit, substance abuse, all that type of stuff. I mean, now the NFL says that – Marijuana he was smoking, doesn't even get he was smoking, tested. He was smoking weed. He wasn't taking steroids. Like exactly. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. And now look, and I love Ricky Williams. And now I don't think the NFL's even tested for marijuana. So that's why I say it's you know it's that's crap that he had to miss those two seasons. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he did miss those miss those two seasons. Early 2000s started off super hot. I mean, 1200 yards, 1800 yards, 1300 yards. Missed a season, 700. He didn't have a, a 1000 yard season again until 09. Um, so that's why you know number 10. And it's funny, I thought I fought between him and Corey Dillon, actually, for number 10. Why and, Corey Dillon at number nine? Okay, so there you go. So I, 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 think they're, I think they're pretty close right there. Because of who I have later on in the list, which I added late, um, I actually knocked Corey Dillon off the list. So he would be an honorable mention for me. But I like him at number nine if he's your number nine. Here's why I had Corey Dillon. Those Bengals teams were really bad. Yes. And he was dominant. He was one of the best in the league for, you know, the late 90s he was crushing. But then into the 2000s yeah. is when he had, like, his 273-yard game sitting an NFL record. And he was doing big things. Like, the Bengals sucked, but he was the only bright spot. It was like him and uh, – I can't even think of the linebacker's name. Tikio Spikes and – Tikio Spikes. Uh, the outside I linebacker. I love Tikio Spikes. Yep. That, uh, Ahmed Brooks or something like that, number 56. Yep. Outside Brian something. Um, but, like, Corey Dillon was legit. Um, and then yeah. he goes on and, you know, he, he had a 1,600 yards with the Patriots and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah first Good year. Good enough for, uh, for ninth on the list. And yeah. there's other Look, names, like, that I didn't put well, – there's going to be a lot of names 
at the end of this to talk about that I didn't even have on here. Oh, um, for sure. But like all things considered, I thought he deserved a, a you know top ten spot. Look, like I said, I, I had to knock him off um, because of that. But like if you look at his stats, I mean, yeah, his you know through oh, through two thousand two, the first three years of two thousand, yeah, fourteen, thirteen, thirteen hundred, and he had one more sixteen hundred yard season, which is tough because he goes to a New England team, which usually look. You don't see a lot of 1,600-yard backs out of New England because right. they, they always have a couple of them back there, and they spread the ball so well. So mm-hmm. um, I like Corey Dillon there. Um, my number nine was actually Fred Taylor. Who I from, don't have on my list. Again, if there's see, there so, you go. too many of these. There's too many to yeah. put in the top ten and not leave a good one off. There's so many. He's still Jacksonville's um, all-time leading rusher. Back in the um, day, Mark Brunel. My, back with Mark Brunel, who I also love, the lefty back there in Jacksonville. Um, and they had some pretty, you know, some decent teams, right? They had there. a good receiver, too, number 80. I can't think of his name. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But, it was an but, exciting offense. They were really good in, like, like Madden 2002. Yes. Right? And, and what I, yeah. And I, Fred Taylor always seemed to me he's, like, just a really kind of like a older – like, just a nitty-gritty, just tough running back, right? Yeah. And you look at his stats, 1,300, 1,500, 1,200, 1,100, 1,200. He he always, I think he, just, he reminded me of Deuce Staley. Remember Deuce Staley? Oh, I remember Deuce, Deuce Staley. Yeah. yeah. They, they had yeah. similar running styles. Um, yeah. And also similar to some, some other names that I don't have on the list that, that we'll talk about later. But it seems like that's st- like the, the Eddie George, like just a big running back. The, the one that reminds me of it in like today's game would be um, running back for Jacksonville. Oh, from Leonard Fournette. Say it again. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. They're all like yeah. in that mold. They're big, like 6'1", 225, 230. Yeah. Um, you know, now you, you have need a little bit more finesse at the position, but yeah. And that's I what mean, the guys at the top of this list have. But you know, there's uh, you're, you're, you're running back that it kind of expired. You're right, and I I just I like Fred Taylor, and I was going to, you know, reading about him. He's one of seven backs with at least two thousand carries, um, in in the decade from 2000 2010, running the ball two thousand times. Yeah. And ten, that's a lot of carries. So he may, he makes my team my top ten. He's number nine. I like that. Yeah. Um, so for my number eight, the Batman, Amon Green. Don't have him on the list, and I fought, I fought with it. I, I remember with it. MTV Cribs went and did a. They, I just remember they did an Amon Green one, and he was because his nickname was Batman, and he had yeah. bat symbols on everything. I wonder yeah. where his bat car is right now. It's probably impounded <laughs> or uh, either that or he stole it. Who knows? Hopefully, he still has it. But yeah. dude, he was balling out on those teams back in the day, um, and he also was like he was one that could do both. Um, they actually asked him to catch the ball quite a bit, and there was a span of like one two years where I thought you know he he was right up there with some of the other names we're going to say. Um, yeah, he was an elite running back. Yeah, I fought with him. I. I, I putting him on the list. And actually, when I first put it in, he was on it, and I, I, I moved him off. If you look at it, there are so many. He was so good just total yardage from scrimmage. He had yeah. six seasons with 1,400 yards total. So, And he wasn't a small guy, which you don't see a lot. Of, I mean, he was a pretty stacked-up guy, yeah. which coming out of the backfield, being able to catch the ball and everything. Yeah, I like him, I like him there with your number eight. My number eight is Tiki Barber, um, who, you know, we, we, we already talked about. I'm a big Tiki Barber fan. A lot of lists that I looked, I mean, had him super, super high. I mean, from for seven years, he averaged 122 yards a game from, from scrimmage. That's a 
that's a really, really good stat. And like we already talked about, left the game early. Um, it probably could have had even, even you know, several more unbelievable, uh, unbelievable seasons. Um, but yeah, I like it. He, he, him and Mark at the time, I think when he retired, him, Marcus Allen, and Mark, Marshall Falk, the only backstab 10,000 rushing yards and 5,000 receiving yards. He definitely belongs in the top 10. He's both our top 10s, you know, so I like Tiki Barber there for my number eight. Oh, yeah. So yeah. for my number seven, go to church. You need to see the priest, priest Holmes from the Kansas City. I have him higher. I have him well, higher. Here's why here, – if, if, if we're talking about single year, like yes. 2002, if we're talking – like 2001 and 2002 and 2003, if we're looking at that three-year span, I can make an argument for he's the top guy in the whole list. You're right. The oh, yeah. only reason I pushed him down, and I – just even thought, like, do I want him higher than this? The only reason is he just didn't – he doesn't have the big enough body at work. I think he got hurt. Um, he hurt his spine. He had a bad spinal cord injury. 21 touchdowns and then 27 touchdowns. Oh, and then at age 31, he came in for 14 touchdowns. Like, yeah. he was just – he was on another level. I remember playing Madden at your house, like, freshman year of high school, and everyone wanted to be the Chiefs because everyone wanted to be Priest Holmes. Because of Priest Holmes, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I like Priest Holmes a lot. I have him, um, I have him at six. So I have him even a little bit lower. He's he's your number seven, right? Right. Yeah, he's your number seven. Those three years you talked about, I remember when he when he scored the twenty seven, he set the record, didn't he, for the most touchdowns in the season? Yeah, at the I time. Think, I think, to yeah, soon the time. broken by some other guys on the list, two of them. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So broke it, but I mean, so that that obviously I think earns him a spot no matter what. And if we're talking seven and six, you know, you're kind of splitting hairs with a lot of these guys on the list. So he's definitely up there. I, I love watching Priest on play. Just ceiling, he had he had the highest ceiling as anybody else. Super high ceiling. This so is completely good. unrelated, but a Kansas City Chief uh, just scoring a lot of touchdowns. Remember Dwayne Bow? He got like 15 yeah. touchdowns, I think, in 2011 yeah. or 10. Yeah. There's yeah. something in the water in Kansas City. I don't know. Well, I tell you what, there's something in the water there this year because they're about oh, to yeah. score. 100 points a game with that offense. Who was um, their coach? Was that – who was the coach back then? Um, was it Vermeil? Yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah. And Arrowhead's such an awesome stadium, you know. So Maybe I, that, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, look, I, li I like him there. You're number seven. My number seven is Jamal Lewis. Um, the, you have him higher. Okay. So, and I think that's fair. I mean, he had a couple seasons. He had the 2,000-yard season, right? Remember, 2003. He had the one game where he had what was like 281 yards rushing. I think he broke Corey Dillon's single right. game rushing. Yeah. So he was just an absolute bruiser, bruiser of the back for years. Yeah. 1,300 yards. 2000, well, look, 1,300 yards, 1,300 yards, 1,000 yards, 1,113, 1,000. And he missed the entire 2001 season um, to a knee injury. And they came back and rushed for 1,300 and then 2,000. I, I think it's fair that you have him higher. Um, I had him at seven. I think that the guys obviously blow him, just put in a little bit, just put in a little bit more body work. But now that I'm looking at the stats, it's almost like shit. Maybe he could be up to the top four. Well, you know what I mean? I'll tell you. He was an absolute stud. Yeah, absolute stud. Well, I already gave my number six um, with, uh, with with Priest Holmes. So who's your number six? Edron James. And kind of all the names on the list, he's the one I was least excited about. But he did yeah. – he ran for like 13,000 yards in the decade. So, I'm like, how yeah. can I, with good faith, not put him at least in the top six? Um, I don't know. It's just like 
I get he, he was rookie of the year. He came in from the U, and he just tore it up. But he also had Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison and, uh, like – Reggie Wayne, Reggie Dallas Wayne, Cal- Like, yeah. that was such a good offense. And it's just not fair to judge him that way and, like, make that a, you know, uh, no, knock against he, him. You, but at the same time, it's like, at his- if, if he was in Corey Dillon's shoes – I bet he, Corey Dillon was like doing better than than uh, James would have done in Cincinnati. Like he had I mean, so much I mean, help available to him, man. Yeah, I mean you can say that, but you can also say that he have elevated all of those guys. Also, look out of this out of this list that we're going through. Um, I mean, I look at it. I only I only have four of these guys are for Hall of Famers. Yeah, That's I haven't it. done that counting yet. And Edgar and James is one of them. So I have I have him higher. Um, He's a Hall of Famer, unbelievable body of work, I think. And like, like you said, the, the amount of rush yards that he had in 10 years, I think is awesome. Um, 13,000 yards. So that, yeah, 13,000. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, all right, so that's your number six. My number six uh, was Priest Holmes. My number five, and I think you can make an argument that he could be higher as well, Sean Alexander. So, I am higher. You have higher. higher okay. top, guys. Like, everyone well, you said, I keep saying I have higher. <laughs> well, we're going to go over it. I, I, I mean, Sean Alexander's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets in at some point in time. But you look at his stats, 14 TDs, 16, 14, 16, 27, 1,300, 1,100, 1,400, 1,600, 1,800. That five-year span was just – I remember him on, like, the old Madden games, and he was like, you couldn't even tackle him. Remember? Right. And not to mention, hey, good old Northern Kentucky boy, went to uh, Boone, Boone County. Yep. Balled out at Alabama, and obviously his body work speaks for himself there. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I was surprised when I looked at it that he's not. So I don't know if he, how many votes he's been getting. He's obviously eligible. He's been out of the game since 08. So um, and we'll see. But, you know, I'm interested to see where you have him. So he's my number five. You haven't given your number five. Who's your five? Ricky Williams. And here's oh, one. wow. I'm talking, wow. About, I'm talking about ceiling. Ricky's ceiling is higher than Edger and James' ceiling. If Ricky okay. – wasn't smoking pot to get kicked out of the league. If Ricky had like a, just like a normal approach to his career, you can't convince me in Edron James's situation he wouldn't have done as good or better. Ricky Williams went back in the day. Think, go back to 2004, before the yeah. first suspension. You remember this? Just back in those old Dolphins uniforms with the visor and the dreads coming out. Oh, that yeah. dude was just – he was superhuman. He was the best running back in the game for at least one year. That that season for sure. He had two thousand yards. Ricky Wait, eighteen hundred in two thousand two. Two thousand two. But Ricky Williams yeah. to me is like he's the like, he's the cream. Like he's he's the top of the top. Um, look, yeah, I, he, look, he had, I, weird, he had a weird career, but you can't talk you can't talk the sense into me that he's not better than those other guys. Like he, he okay, did. but. Yeah, but if you if if you look at it and he missed those two seasons, I know like we said, if, if we we don't agree with why he missed those seasons, but it's like he but he did miss those seasons. And if you look at the if you look at the stats, if you're going just on pure ceiling and pure potential, I get it. But I guess I didn't. I looked at you know body of work. That's he's, why he made my top ten. Still but still had five thousand yard seasons, and he missed two. Like the guy left a lot on the table, and he was coming off of his. Like, if he's not gone in 2004, he could have had a 2,000-yard year. Like, the way he was running year after year after year. But he was gone. But he was gone. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm talking ceiling here. 
Um, All right. I think he had the highest. Like, that's season. fine. That's fine. Stealing, that's fine. Um, so he's your number five. I had him at 10. So we don't necessarily agree with that. But um, ceiling-wise, I mean, ceiling-wise, if we're talking about pure potential, I mean, you could have him at one. I loved Ricky back in the day. No, I'd have him at five. <laughs> There's four better. I'll tell you who There's they are. There's four better. Yeah. Okay, well, my, my fourth, and I fought with this, I added him late. We already mentioned him. Um, but it's Marshall Falk. And just, I think a lot of it, I know he had some unbelievable seasons in the late 90s. But he had a couple really good ones also in 2000, 2001. He's also a Hall of Famer. He won the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, pure potential for going on ceiling. It's hard for you to find a running back that had a better ceiling than Marshall Falk also. You know, he did everything. And just pure leader. I mean, just silent killer, I feel like, back there with, with those Rams teams, with those Rams offenses that were just so good. Um, so he's, he, I moved him to number four. I originally, I didn't have him on my list, but then I kept looking at it, and I was like, how do I not include Marshall Falk here? I know you don't have him on your list. I did um, initially. Initially, I had him as my two. Okay, you're, so there when you I go. First, so now if you, when I first started this, I had him as my two. But, like, I don't know. He did it too. It's just what he, in my mind, I label him more as a nineties guy. And that's why yeah. it's just, it's and not I, really fair I to think him, that's, but. yeah, I, I think, no, I think that's fair. I really, I do think that's fair, but his, he did have some unbelievable seasons in 2000. And so in year just 2000, as, he had almost 1400 yards rushing with 18 touchdowns yeah. and he had 830 receiving with eight touchdowns. Exactly. Look at his, look at his yards from scrimmage those two years, both over 2,100, 2000 and 2001. In and then 1,400, 1,100. He averaged 98, 98 a game on the ground and 54 a game through the air. He's averaging 150 yards of offense a game. He's, he's not a quarterback. And, and also, not to mention, those are on those St. Louis Rams team that had more weapons than anybody. The Brutal. greatest show on turf. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, you know? So, uh, they, I, I had to, when I finally kept looking at it, I had to put them there. My top four are all Hall of <laughs> Famers. Um, so, I, I've been – it's hard not to argue that he, that he is there, but I get if you think of him just as a 90s guy. So he's my number four. I like that. I, uh, yeah. For my number four, I had Jamal Lewis. There okay. aren't many guys that are 5'11", 245 pounds and are, like, that nimble. If you look <laughs> you at – run like him. Well, here's, yeah. a, here's an interesting stat. Go look at his, uh, his long rushes each year. The guy is breaking off 75-yard runs every year – at 250 pounds. He had like, three straight seasons of 75, 82, 75. That's what I'm he had saying. Another, yeah, which is really impressive. And he broke the single season. Uh, he had the 2,000-yard the season. Yeah. Um, and he had the most in the game. The Jamal the Lewis, game. to me, like, he's – even when he went to Cleveland, like, I don't know. Something must – like, I don't know if he ran out of tread or if he just got tired, but – Dude, he uh, still had a 1,300-yard season in Cleveland and another 1,000-yard season. He was just so intimidating. Like, you knew – he was, like, the closest thing to Jerome Bettis since Jerome Bettis. He reminded me of Ray Lewis if Ray Lewis was playing line – was playing right. running back. Right. Like that, that's, that, but back on those teams, it was like they had Ray Lewis as linebacker and then Jamal Lewis at running back. And it was like, how the hell are you going to stop either one of these guys? So, right. trust me, I get it. He's on my list, obviously. I think I had him at, what, seven? Um, it was so, so intimidating to look at and to watch him run. In that game where he put up, I think it was 281 yards. On the mm -hmm. ground, I mean that's just absurd. He used to. Just I don't care who. I don't destroy care who you're playing. the Bengals. He used to run wild on the Bengals defense. Wild. The, he, he probably loved playing the Bengals. Yeah, 
And, and you know, like our defense weren't that bad. He just he was just that good. He was the fourth best since two thousand. Yeah. All right. So so we're we're in top three. I like him there. You're four. I had him at seven. Our top three. Um, so they're not going to be the same, but I bet our top two are. My number three, we already talked about him, so we don't got to beat a dead horse with it. My number three is Edgar and James. We already talked about it, 13,000 yards in 10 years. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, you know, his body work speaks for himself there. So he's my number three. Who's your number three? I'm a little bit biased again. I also just didn't like watching him. I don't know. I, I'm totally biased against him. I can't. It, it, you, you're not, you don't. Like, I can't argue he doesn't belong a third. Um, yeah. I just think Sean Alexander is a better third overall. Okay. For all okay. the reasons you already stated, you know, I don't have to right. hash it back again. Um, right. Who's your number two? My number two is Curtis Martin. Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I don't have him on my list. You don't have Curtis Martin on your list. He never – he – Curtis Martin was good for 1,000 yards for 10 years straight. 1,000? Curtis Martin was good for 1,200, 1,500, 1,000, 1,300, 1,600. And that, that, that's all just, just rushing. I mean, if you look at his stats – and how good he was, not to mention he is also another Hall of Famer. Ian, that's at the end of his career with those five years in the 2000s. I mean, I, I think you can, you can for sure make an argument that he could be number one. By the, time he was, by the time he was done, the only three running backs ahead of him are Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, and Barry Sanders. He reminds me of Frank Gore who's not on this list either, but we could have put on this list. No, we could. Frank, Frank would be on a list if we – No, Frank Gore we, was falling out in 2006, man. I know he was, but when we do 2000 through two, uh, 2010 through 2020, I bet you Frank Gore's on my list. He's got to be. He's top four all time. So, Frank Gore now has passed, I think, Curtis Martin. I think Curtis is five now all time, rushing-wise. But if, you, if, if, you're, if your company is Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, and Barry Sanders – I get it. Yeah. He just doesn't have the wow factor for me. He never wowed me. Same with Frank Those, Gore. That's why people don't like, the, that's why like people like hate on Frank Gore. He's never I get Curtis, it. One, there was never one single year where Curtis Martin was the guy. I mean, it's that's tough to say when you rush for sixteen hundred yards. He is the guy. But Jamal Lewis is busting for two. I get it. I get it. But Jamal Lewis isn't a, isn't a Hall of Famer. Curtis Martin is. So you're telling me that Curtis Martin at number two is better than my number two. Adrian well, your number two? Peterson, AP. What? How are you going to tell me look- Adrian Peterson isn't the second best from 2000 to 2010? He just dominated immediately upon arrival in the league. I, 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 I don't, obviously, I don't have Adrian Peterson on my list. He got drafted in, in 2007. Yep. And so- for 1,300, 1,700, 1,300, 1,400. I'm just, I get that. 12 touchdowns, I, 10 touchdowns, 18 touchdowns. He was just dominating. He led the league his first two years, 2007 and 2008 in the NFL. He led average yards a game from his position. The next year, he led touchdowns from his position. Four I get really that. good years. And I, I know, like, he's more of a 2010 to 2020 back. But just like you included Marshall Falk, this is my Marshall Falk just flipped on the, the decade. Um, All right, that's fair. That yeah, is I mean, very fair. You, you're, you're talking about a guy who obviously will be in the Hall of Fame. A.J. Peterson's a Hall of Fame. AP, First ballot man. Hall of Fame. All right, so, look, I like that. I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't even think about A.P. That's, not, that's my point. There's so many. There's so it. many ways you can take it. I think just because I 
and I probably thought that he actually came in around 2008, 2009. So you're right. See him coming in 2007, 1,300 yards as a rookie. Um, if, look, if he had had off, four years off, in, the, in the decade, I would have been like, okay. But he did. He did. He, you're right. He did. And they were all over 1,200 yards. In fact, his 1,200-yard season was 1,298. So let's go ahead and call it 1,300. Let's go ahead and say, yeah, he had at least 1,300 yards in four straight years. That's very fair. I didn't even think about it. I actually really like I really like that pick. But if you're going to look at from 2000 to 2010, I'm still going to stick by my gun to say Curtis Martin belongs there um, at number two. I'm going to go ahead and assume that both of our number ones were Danny Thompson. Of course, LT. The yeah, I don't think it's yeah. I, I think you can make you can make it a you can make an argument that he's the best running back of all time. He's in, he's in the conversation. No, yes, on this list is in the conversation. What Ladainian Tomlinson did correct. Year after year after year. Correct. I've never – I haven't seen anything similar to it. I guess the closest I've seen was AP's run. But Ladanian was just – he did – he – like AP's more of a, you know, a running back. LT was like Marshall Falk. LT but was better. like – Marshall Falk 2.0. Dude, he was better than – he's better than Zeke. He's better than – Oh, Zeke. yeah. We haven't seen what Saquon's doing, but he's better than all these guys. He was oh, like yeah. one of those like every 20, 30-year talents – Yes. Did it for a long time at a high level. Yes. Um, in the cool the cool factor was there with the black visor. Yes, like, the all black visor and the charger unis. Number 21. Like yep. he yep. he's the greatest, man. He was the greatest. And look, and look, and people he, don't talk he, about him, and you never see him on TV really. Then like, he was, he's, he's on a, NFL network once in a while. But I, I feel like he was kind of a quiet winner, right? He did it, he did it, and it just did it so well. Um Look, obviously, both of our number ones. He was, excuse me, geez, he was the first name I put on the list. Here's how did, good. Here's how good Danian Tomlinson is. That fact that we both call him LT, and we know who that we're not talking about Lawrence Taylor. Exactly, that's a really good point because I think we we both talked about it. If if you ask me who I think the best football player of all time is, it's Lawrence Taylor, who is the original LT. Agreed. But when you say when you say LT, um, you, you also know you're talking about Danian Tomlinson. If you're talking about offense, it's not even a question of like, oh, Jameen, no, LT. No, LT, yeah. with Aiden Thompson. And I also remember – I remember playing Madden with him on those Charger teams, and you could run him out of a sweep, and he literally couldn't be tackled. And he could catch – And that was like him in real life. He could catch the ball. He was so good. I love Aiden Thompson. Just so good. He had double-digit touchdowns the whole decade. From 2001 to 2009, he scored at least 10 every year. He also – uh, that last one in 2009, he only played 14 games, and he still did it. And he still had 12. And not to mention in 2006, he broke Free Holmes' record, or Sean Alexander's record, with, with 28. And led the league in rushing, like, generational talent. And you look, actually, so what he had actually ended up having 31 total touchdowns that year because he had three receivers. Yeah. You know, with only – and then look, look at that. Only two fumbles, too. I mean, he took care of the ball. I mean, just an absolute stud. I loved watching Ladainian Thompson play. I wish we had running backs like him nowadays. You know, but look, I guess you're right. Saquon's probably the closest. And there, there's a lot of big names. Like no one said Eddie George. Remember him, 2000, 2001 with his Titans team. No one said yep. Clinton Portis. That was the one that I've that was like the biggest kind of uh, honorable mention for me. He deserves it. He was just never that fun to watch. Maybe it's because the team he was on. I don't know. Look, there's a, there's a couple you could say. Look at th think about Wart Dunn, yeah. um, Steven Jackson, Westbrook, McGahee, Deuce McAllister. There's a lot of really really good running backs in that time. 
really good ones. Steven that we didn't Jackson, who the Bengals took Chris Perry instead of Steven Jackson in the 2003 yeah. NFL draft. I'll never forget that. I remember exactly where I was. I was outraged at the time. And, uh, and, and Steven Jackson had an no extremely one, good, quiet you career. You haven't mentioned Chris Perry's name. No, are you going to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to, you know. So that, that, that's, that's a fun list because there's so many good names. I'm excited to do 2010 through 2020. Um, and then also with wide receivers, I think is what I'm most excited about. Yeah. That's, what we, that's what we should do next, 2000, 2010 wide receivers, and then running backs, and then we'll compare them all. That's what we'll come back with uh, on Monday or Tuesday. Um, yeah. Maybe a little Ocho Cinco, T.O., get your popcorn ready. Coming, yeah. Coming at you. Future, um, future Hall of Fame jacket, throw it on. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, man. Well, that's good, pretty buddy. much all I have. Any, anything else for you? That's it. I hope you enjoy the weekend. I hope the move goes well. And we'll, uh, we'll actually see you in person next week. So looking forward to it. Yes, sir. And uh, if you're still listening, we'll post this on Twitter. Go ahead and vote on the poll. Let us know who you think's uh, list is better. Awesome, man. All right. See you, buddy. See you.